0: And we're going to hit the button right now, and we are live, guys. So, guys, welcome back to another episode of Box Mining Live here. Today, we have a fireside chat with one of my good friends, Jeff Kurdakis, the CEO of TrustSwap. He has been doing some crazy-ass stuff with TrustSwap Launchpad. A lot's going on. But before we talk about that, I definitely want to catch up with a lot about what's happening on the news front. We always do these fireside chats once in a while with Jeff to find out what's going on, to just comment on some of the news updates some of maybe your concerns as well this is a live stream so if you guys have any concerns any topics floating in we also have quite a lot of news i mean i'm sure there's a giant smile on everyone's faces when elon musk announced he's gonna accept bitcoin for teslas in the future so let's start i guess we can start off with that you know i guess jeff like now let's start with how are you how are you doing jeff
1: yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Um, you know, the market is an intense one right now. I think things are evolving immensely, rapidly. Um, yes. So it's keep it's keeping me busy. I know you're busy too. We were chatting just before the stream about how busy we are, what we're working on, um, and uh, so it definitely feels like kind of like just that big. It feels like. I don't know, a marathon, but at the same time a sprint. It's like trying to sprint for an entire marathon right now is what it feels like. So I'm trying to trying to keep well, try to try to stay active outside and stuff, but uh, keep the balanced life. But it's difficult at times when the market's this wild. So anyways, yeah, good to be catching up. And I agree, man. Um, this Elon Musk thing, I was, I was gonna be going to bed because obviously you know this stream was happening. And then Elon Musk at like 1 a.m. or something, he's like, you can now accept Bitcoin, or sorry, we accept Bitcoin for Tesla.
0: And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not getting much sleep tonight. <laughs> lo- and, and not only are you going to, ex- not only is he accepting Bitcoin, I guess we kind of saw that coming, but he's going to keep that Bitcoin too. He's not that's just going to accept it as a method of payment, but he's like, you you, you send him Bitcoin, he's going to keep that Bitcoin. Right. I think mean, that's a big game changer. Like that's, that's crazy. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Is, what do you yeah, think, man? It kind of,
1: it- no, and it establishes not only Bitcoin as a as a payment currency for large transactions like this, because, you know, people say, oh, it's not a coffee buying currency. You know, to some to a lot of extent, I agree with that. But for large transactions like this, it's really planting a flag down saying Bitcoin is a viable global mm. currency for this. And then, so that's already huge in itself because, you know, then you start to think, okay, well, what, where is this going to expand into? Mm. You know, Tesla is a lot of times the first mover in innovative spaces, you know, by putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet, now accepting Bitcoin. And like you said, man, I think people are really underplaying kind of how crazy it is that they aren't selling their Bitcoin. Like crazy in a good way because the cost fiat to make these cars, they're not selling their Bitcoin for it. Like there's real production costs, real overhead. Mm. And they're like, we're just going to eat it. We're gonna eat the costs, and we're gonna stack Bitcoin because this is like there were seasoned financial veterans in a room and they're discussing this and they're like yeah this this makes sense we're just gonna we're just gonna stack Bitcoin It's unbelievable I think what do, so what do too. you think what are your thoughts?
0: I think this would, would have been unimaginable like, uh, you know, I've been in the space for too long, so I get, I get, I get super jaded, right? I mean, mm. like, coming from 2012, I think there were so many dreamers out there, and I'm like, you dream, dream on, dream on, you know, like, ah, yeah. you know, big institutions buying crypto, dream on, dream on, idiot, you know, like, um, I've been very skeptical of, um, from the start, right? And then you kind of see the momentum, I think that was um, kind of the turning point for me was 2016, and I was like, inside, I was like, keep my hopes low, Right, because you won't be disappointed. I think there's a mm. lot of like, there was a lot of like, oh, you know, one day there's of these dreams. One day, you know, we can buy a Tesla with a Bitcoin, and like oh, we finally right. see that day. I mean, how cool is that, right? And I think this would have definitely been something that people were like, I, I would have said this is like a wild dream back in twenty seventeen, totally. but it, but it is happening today, and I think that's awesome. And and I think um, that distinction is also important. You know, like if I like you said, um, they have to have real fiat costs to produce these cars I, I have no idea how elon convinces board members to uh, uh like board holder uh, board members to 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 execute this plan uh like yeah. we we were all kind of surprised right like um you know like elon well, could have elon, done this. Elon,
1: elon does crazy stuff like did you hear about the story about what he did with the, the the rocket um so he he saw the rocket and he looked at the cone and he said because of the movie the dictator with sasha Baron cohen i think in that movie sasha Baron cohen he's like it should be pointier. And so he was like, he went to the rocket, saw the nose cone on his rocket, and he says, it should be pointier as a joke. And then they did it. They actually (laughs) did it. And he talks (laughs) about this on Joe Rogan. So, I mean, the guy is, he's unbelievable. He's one of the best because Tesla doesn't spend any money on marketing, but they just do these initiatives like this that are just so genius and well, hilarious or innovative. And so I think Mm. that's why it's they're just absolutely number one. Like I think it's all the other car companies market cap combined don't even make up the same as Tesla's. I think that's the current stat right now.
0: It's insane how much this is valued. Uh, But I definitely feel like, um, like, there, there. That's that certain innovation is necessary in this world right now, and uh, I think a lot of people. And I think it targets a lot of people too. I think a lot of people who made Bitcoin. You know, they don't want to go for the process of going to Coinbase, cashing that out, and uh, filling yeah. a bunch of like stuff. I, yeah, it should be used as currency. Right, yes. like that was the original purpose, and and with yes. Tesla setting the pace forward for this, I feel like this is the this is the interesting about Tesla too. Like once Tesla does this, there's like a million copycats are willing to do this too, right? Yes. Uh, we immediately saw a Chinese company May too. So May too is the one that you can beautify your face to make yourself look super hot. Uh, it's a publicly listed company in China. They do you also have that filter we... on right now. <laughs> um, you know me, man. <laughs> There's nothing that can save this face. I'm the most punchable face on YouTube. No amount of May Two no, no, can no. save my face. But, but, but that being said, I think like May Two immediately bought Bitcoin after um Elon bought it, right? Because it's so hot in China right now. Like they, um, you know that, that made Chinese news, that made Chinese media that Tesla's doing this, and you know all these Chinese companies are now just scrambling to say, okay, how do I buy Bitcoin right now? Right? Yeah. Like uh, it's like May Two bought it. Okay, now everyone else has to buy it now now elon's accepting bitcoin there is a distinction though i think in china they probably won't allow the acceptance of bitcoin that's actually legally not possible but i think we're Mm. paving the way towards that and even following just not just elon's suit but uh, we also seen a lot of companies you know like not just companies countries they're looking to hold bitcoin as well i mean i think italy they're passing a parliamentary um decision to actually kind of modify so to allow the government to hold some form of digital currencies as well so i feel like that's this is unimaginable so yeah guys um if you guys are coming to the channel i know this is like a kind of a surprise live stream just smash up those likes it really does help the channel guys uh smash up those likes share it as well we're going to discuss a lot of things that's going on we're also reading up the comments so yeah thank you for our support jet lag uh guys smash up those likes and uh, uh angela one says e- elon is just gonna back sucking up our btc i mean that's great for him too right because he's thinking about the long term i think that's I think that's where he's at because, you know, there's no other way. There's no other way that I can convince board members. He's not going to speculate this on an hourly trading candles. He's going to – this is a long-term huddle. Yeah. And, you know,
1: I find it so different now, only three years later from the big run in 2017. Because in 2017, I felt like there was a lot of – Indecisiveness on you know how sustainable this cryptocurrency idea was. Mm. You know, is it going to be around? And even like if you rewind further, like back in the 2014 days, like everyone was like, okay, this is an experiment. Let's see how it goes. Um, and now it's it's no longer an experiment. I feel like now I think people really feel and understand that not only Bitcoin but blockchain and decentralized technologies mm. are not going anywhere. No. And now the question has become, how big are they going to get? Yes. And so when you look at something like Bitcoin, you know, there's even real, like people who are managing monetary policies for countries are talking about Bitcoin as a viable alternative yes. and store value and hedge against inflation. That's staggering. And so I think people don't really realize, you know, they think, oh, you know, I'm late, it's 50K. Sure, yeah, you know, you, there's a lot of room between like less than a penny to 50K, but... <laughs> What happened, like, what percentage of people own Bitcoin today? You know, it's probably less than half a percent.
0: Yeah. Especially, like, really own Bitcoin, like, not even on your, yeah. like, you know, on your exchange account. You got to, like, if you want to really own Bitcoin, you got to withdraw that out, you know, put that on a ledger, uh, Trezor, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever hardware wallet. And I think we're not there yet, but I think, yeah. like, like, every single year we're making that progress. And I think this cycle um has been just crazy right and i just speaking of the cycle i mean i think a lot of people are definitely concerned about you know uh the big question is is it too late to get into bitcoin i think that that's yeah. popping up a lot we've seen we we definitely it, it, it's definitely moved up quite a bit you know Like that's an understatement all sure. right i mean i think last year um it, at exactly precisely this time uh we literally saw bitcoin flash crash to three thousand dollars Right, like just just put that in, like sink let let that sink in. It was right. like, it was like right after coronavirus, people were just like mad panicking on the stock market. Right, that was like that feels like the decade ago, but it's it's only been a year. Uh, yeah. People were mad panicking, and there was a flash crash that took Bitcoin down to three thousand four hundred. Right now we're at fifty six thousand dollars. I mean that's that's just like it boggles my mind like and how people can say oh like it dropped like five percent and it's a big dump no it's not like look at it in a bigger scale but obviously a lot of people are concerned i mean people who do look at at, look at this at a bigger scale you know they're seeing that you know the signs of a bubble is coming do you think Mm -hmm. that we're close to the top of the bubble are we still on our way there Where, where do you think we're at
1: yeah well i mean i'd probably preface that by saying you know when you zoom out to like a, a five year time horizon, I think it's almost irrelevant. Um, you know if you're mm. if you're looking at long- term time horizons, you know, getting in Bitcoin 50k, I don't think is that bad of an idea at all. I think it's actually an incredibly wise idea for multi, you know, you look at the USA, how much money they're printing. They just printed 20% of all their currency of since the inception, last year alone and they' printing more, they have another like two trillion dollar stimulus package. So inflation is going crazy and Bitcoin is becoming, Just really strong in its value propositions. That's a long-winded way of saying, you know, long-term, it's very, very, very likely going to keep going up. Um, But, you know, if if somebody came to me with, you know, like, I only have $10,000 to my name. Should I put it all on Bitcoin today? You know, I'd probably be a little bit hesitant because that is quite an aggressive chart that we're looking at right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, it just went from 3K to 55K within a year. Um, You know, as, as much as we love the meme, stocks only go up, they don't. Um, so yeah. there, there will be a correction and at what time and where does I think a lot of traders use the technique, you know, retracing to the top. So, it's, you know, the previous last top would be 20K. So will we see a retrace to 20K? I say the, the probability is actually, you know, it's there. It's for sure it's there. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: so that, that's my thoughts in terms of like, you know, where the top is. It's tough to say because, you know, with NFTs coming in, we're getting a really big new rush of attention towards the crypto space um, that we never have seen before. So I I do see that the new capital is coming in, not just with retail, but definitely with institutions as well. You know, Michael Saylor just threw his meeting for a thousand different companies um, to learn how to put Bitcoin on their balance sheets. So it's really, it's, for me, it's tough to predict. Um, I think it's wise to be hedged for both, you know, ready- Yes. ready to buy the dip when it comes, and, and ready to, to ride Bitcoin if it continues. What, what are your, What's your strategy? What's your outlook? So,
0: so my strategy is always like, I look at my net worth and I'm be like, okay, how much should I allocate to Bitcoin, right? And I think that makes right. a lot more sense than just purely looking at entry and exit points. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think it, like at this point, right, like yet again, not financial advice, but I think it's not it's unwise not to have any exposure to Bitcoin. At this current right. point, right? Like I feel like with the yeah. way the fiat is going down, like like it's always important to look at the grand scale of things, right? Fiat is going down, right? Because yeah. there's so much being printed, it's inevitable. At some point, we're gonna have massive inflation. That's just that's just a given at this current point. I mean, we don't see it now, but it, the writing's pretty much on the wall at this current yeah. point. Um, You know, the world's kind of messy too. Like I, I wasn't very impressed last year with how the global this is like the global politics panned out right uh like both not the, the, the kind of the rivalry between china and u.s it's not it's intensifying these trade wars are getting a little bit stupid and the, the really only way to isolate yourself from this whole you know political like this, this the, the turmoil of the political chaos plus money printing, plus whatever's happened in the world, like instead of getting depressed over it, why not go and exit that, right? You exit that mm-hmm. and enter Bitcoin, right? So I feel like yeah. that's kind of the way I've I kind of viewed it is where Bitcoin is now something that I can, you know, I can hold like wherever I travel, I can take my Bitcoin with me. So long yeah. as it's uh, stored in a safe place right so it's not like something like gold or something like fiat where you know the ba- the banks can literally exit you um and we've seen that yeah. last year over political reasons in hong kong so like you know yeah. if if you say certain things publicly the banks can choose to exit you for unrelated reasons but you know right. why all right <laughs> yes. so 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 i feel like i felt like like last year there was a there was a point where i said you know i'm fed up with politics right I, i'm i'm not going to like I know a lot of people, they just shake their fists and say, "Ah, oh, complain and complain and complain," right? And I, I feel like that's meaningless if you if you're not gonna do something about it then, you know that's worthless but I, I made the decision to exit fiat right that's that's yeah. that's important for me right so exit fiat have exposure obviously over time i you know i still have a, i still diversify a little bit i'm not going to i'm not going to be one of those people who say yeah i'm only going to hold crypto but yeah. um you know i i have like some gold i have some other stuff um you know recently i've been talking about property and we've been talking exploring mm-hmm. the project labs with people where it's like right. tokenizing property but you know, right. uh, but having like looking at it as in, like, I have a certain amount of portfolio that I want to allocate to Bitcoin, that makes sense to me. So I think that's my kind of yeah. my personal way of taking that.
1: What's, a, I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to you are, if, you know, for example, in just terms of percentage points, how do you divide up your portfolio in terms of like real estate, gold, or is that you just want to kind of keep that on the down low?
0: Yeah, I, I do. But something weird happened, too, because um, initially the way I kind of viewed this was I have like a Bitcoin, you know, it's like taking up like, say, Bitcoin, a Bitcoin, a third. Ethereum a third V was taking my strong huddle and I have my kind okay. of like my medium huddle and I have yeah. my Altcoin account right so it's like kind of like sec- like I'm splitting my brain into three separate segments right and right. technically speaking Bitcoin Ethereum were and V were meant to be the the biggest kind of holdings there but um, you know Altcoin's exploded I mean trust swap this super well and so my Altcoin portfolio just blossomed Right, mm-hmm. so it became like this ridiculous number that I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I, 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 took a look at it today. I'm like, these, these, these number references points are no longer valid, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like I'm not, I'm, I, like, I, at a point, I'm like, I'm almost like an Alchemy maximalist now. I'm like a little bit. We're scared. gonna need a
1: bigger ledger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, so, so yeah, so I mean, obviously, that's performed super well. I'm gonna try to rebalance it somehow, but um, uh-huh. it does go to show that you know the the market's been performing super well and uh Mm -hmm. uh so 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 yeah so so right now crypto is taking up a grand majority i think it it was it was not the way i designed it a year ago but i'm pleasantly surprised that this is the case right Right. so um, i'm super happy about everything so i'm 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 very just grateful of um everything that's happening how about you how about you on your side you know how how are you managing your treasury how are you managing your funds how's everything going that for sure, yeah. Um,
1: so I'm not so much actively investing in too many projects, um, just because my plate is so, so full, um, mm. you know, working on TrustSwap lately. So it it's really minimalized how much time I have to do the research that I used to be able to do into the projects and do the deep dives, talk to people, um, you know, check out, you know, how things are rolling. Um, so it's mostly been when I've been hopping on for advisory and, you know, kind of like business development with other projects, mm-hmm. that's kind mm-hmm. of when I'm taking positions in different projects because, and then, and then holding them long-term because, well, now, you know, I can actually help the company move forward. And then I mm-hmm. see how the company's operating and things like this. So that's kind of probably been how I've been rocking with it. I, I do have a decent amount taken off the table. Oh, um, it, it is in fiat, you know, cause I, I, I am, you know conservatively waiting for a dip mm. if it comes i'm ready if it doesn't come well that's that's great news that's that's great news yep. Yep. um so it's kind of like a win-win both ways so um yeah I'm, I'm pretty pleased with where i'm at right now just pretty conservative approach um mm-hmm but, uh, that makes sense that makes yeah. sense and
0: I think I think I wanted to say that too you know there there's always a stigma of oh my god people are selling and uh, um, you know having having a certain amount of fiat for runway um, it does make a lot of sense and that's one of the first things I did with box mining when I started box mining too you know I, I quit my uh, fiat job and I wanted to be able to stay myself and then creating a runway um, that can last for a relatively long time if things don't go well and I think a lot of people don't plan for that like people don't uh, you know, that that's usually when people make it to the news, like, you know, they're completely broke, they bought Bitcoin, they lost everything, and then now they're crying in a corner yeah. and stuff. Like, that's usually bad financial management. And, you know, in many ways, like like I said, like, none of this is, is financial advice, and it makes sense to seek a financial advisor to plan these things out because, you know, there are, there are people who ask me, you know, should I quit my job to, to go full-time into crypto? And the answer is absolutely yes, so long as you can manage your finances, right? Like like i i I like you're full time in the crypto i'm full time in crypto I mean just without a doubt you know like it's 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 something hard like it is only for a certain type of people, but if you can yes. do it, it's fucking amazing it is like yes, it is like it's beyond amazing, it's beyond crazy, and uh you yeah. know it's just like it's like like if you had the time to go back to the internet days right with the the dot com boom if you know. Would like would you would you quit your job to make a dot com company during that time? Like yeah, of course, of course, right? Like, like you can find a normal job anytime, but this type of window only opens up every ten years, right? I think that's my kind of pitch for everyone. It's like this type of window, like where there's a lot of new technology like you have a time to really start getting people to adopt to take take to take on something that only yeah. happens every 10 years right we saw that with the dot-com boom we saw that when, when the first apps were available like the first iphone apps like when the first iphone came out and people were making all these like apps for iphone yeah that was an opportunity right like you, yes. you could have made like temple run and you could have made like a million dollars per week or some bullshit like yeah. that right and now this is this exact same thing this is a window of opportunity so long as you can plan for it obviously if you can't then you know that's another story but it's not for everyone you know, it- but it's mm-hmm, go on
1: No, and I fully agree with you. And I think you mentioned one phrase that I I hear quite a bit is they say, oh, you know, I'd be more into it if I had more time. And I think that's kind of the cringiest statement that I ever hear because people always have time. It's how how they prioritize their time because they Mm -hmm. they have they don't have time, but you know they'll watch two hours of Netflix or on their drive they'll on their drive to work they'll listen to music rather than educational material. So it's all creative ways on how you can educate yourself in the space. Um, One of my because obviously you know my friends, my family, they've all kind of like been really getting their hands into crypto in a big way. And every single person who has gotten involved I, that I am aware of out of my friends and family has made more than their annual salary on a multiple in the span of like six months. So, you know, obviously this is screaming bear market, but long story short, you know, the, a lot of people are literally taking breaks from their jobs. We, there's one guy, you know he's a, a pharmacist and he's like, I'm taking a one week vacation uh, from my job so I can exclusively learn crypto. And it's like, that is the greatest thing you can do. You know, you take a hit of whatever X thousand dollars for the week, but now you just completely set yourself up with a such, such a strong foundation to be able to now start, get going. Um, and what, what, another guy that I kind of want to highlight, um, he, he works at, like just at a car dealership, but he's like, anytime I have a break, I'm just researching, I'm reading white papers, I'm looking at things, I'm getting involved in the launchpad projects, whatever launchpad it may be. And he's making way more than his salary at a car dealership. And so these are the things that, you know, I think people just don't realize. It's not like a black or white thing necessarily. Like if there's like, oh, should I quit for crypto? It's like, well, maybe just start reprioritizing your time first Correct. and then seeing if Correct. you excel at it. Or Correct. I mean, nothing easy, nothing, nothing worthwhile comes easy. You know, it takes time.
0: Correct. And I, I saw a comment just now from Angela Wang. She, uh, she says, Jeff talking about spending two hours on Netflix is making me feel personally attacked i i think it's like you know like you have your breaks but there there's definitely like low points in your time like i remember when i first started box mining i was doing videos like before i got to work then after work and then like you know i was yeah. like making and cutting videos up to like um, 12 p.m and then releasing them and then doing comments and stuff like obviously that's it, it's not a it's not nice to do it Uh, But I felt like that also created an opportunity. So I guess like just to pull everything back, like obviously I built um, something for myself before. Of course, I quit my job. I'm not saying you know you should just quit your job immediately, but you definitely should you know get your feet wet. You know, um, and then when you're ready, you know I think this is a good opportunity. But and beyond that, okay, let's switch topics a bit and NFTs. All right, Uh, it's kind of crazy right now. You know, you touched upon that, uh, you know, large scope of things. Obviously, we've seen these record-breaking sales for it, you know. Um, what's your take? What's your take? It's a mixed bag. It's
1: certainly a mixed bag. And I think, you know, I got to be careful with how I'm saying things because I don't want to, you know, paint too broad of a brushstroke because I think on one hand, some NFTs are fantastic. They have mm. great utility. Um, one, one of the ones that I really liked, um, this a musician rack did a, did an NFT auction. And, you know, when you hold these NFTs that you purchase, you get backstage access, you get VIP meet and greets, you get access to all his concerts, he's flying you out. So it's like these NFTs have like utility and value. And and that's, I, I really, really
0: like that. Um, you know, I mean, this you is, t- isn't this oh, exactly the meme that Elon posted? Like, little do they know, I owned NFT to this music. Right? That's yeah. right. That's right.
1: Yeah. So, like, having, so cool. Yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of like on the other side of the spectrum. Like, you have the ownership to the song. Okay, it's kind of like a utility, you know, pseudo utility. But then on like the farthest side of the spectrum, you know, you have crypto punks. You know, a hundred pixels selling for seven point five million dollars. Um, I think the average price of a CryptoPunk right now is like $50,000, and there's like six spinoffs from it. Um, And so that, you know, I get it. I I feel like I'm a boomer looking at Bitcoin when I'm looking at CryptoPunks. That's what it feels like to me. I'm like, where's the value? But then they're like, they're scarce, they're rare. I'm like, that doesn't give them value. But I guess it does. So anyways... I feel like kind of like as a summary, you know, there's this spectrum of NFTs and, you know, when there's utility and value attached to them, I love them. And I think that that is really, really, really going to scale. Um, mm-hmm. Even some of these like collector, like NBA top shots or hot shots, like that's kind of on like the, you know, you sh- you act- if you actually own the rights or like, let's say a dividend every time they play that clip, that's super cool. But then on the other side, like, you know, a $7.5 million crypto punk, I'm not too sure you know, how sustainable that's gonna be Correct. for sure to keep going and, up, but
0: I'm trying to understand the mentality. Like it, it obviously baffled me when I see saw these numbers because like, you know, I, I would never pay that, right? Like 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 I said to this channel many times, right? Like I would buy an NFTR to support some artists if it's 30 bucks, but not 30 ETH. Right. I will never, right. like, there's a big distinction there, right? And, like, I did talk to the guys behind Chain Guardians, right? So I talked to Edon, and uh, so he's a big NFT collector. And he's saying that the NFT community, especially the people who've been around for a long time, they think of this in terms of ETH, right? So they, they only think of ETH value, like, in terms of Ethereum rather than U.S. dollar, so obviously okay. i mean if they entered ethereum at ten dollars they're willing to spend what was you know maybe three thousand dollars on a very exclusive rare nft and that turns out to be 300 ethereum which if you do the math right now right that would go to what like six hundred thousand or six six million. let me see three hundred e 300 eth to usd like if that's the case that will be a five five hundred and twelve thousand dollars so I can maybe see that because like they're they're used to these Ethereum prices and they're used to their entry points, but I it still baffles me how something like this like a like a JPEG would sell for that. Uh, but being that being said, of course, I mean if they're if they can if this market can maintain, I know I'm happy for them. You know, as long as they they get the value for it. So I, w- I don't want to yeah. discourage them. I think it's cool. I mean, you can collect whatever you want, bro. Um, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have collected like forty Teslas instead
1: of that one JPEG. How about that? You know what I mean? Like if it's like if if it's just if they really are making the argument, which I really have a hard time believing, isn't just this like pseudo virtue signal um, that oh an ETH is an ETH is always an ETH. It's like no, an ETH clearly fluctuates in value. You can now buy like a thousand Teslas with the same thing you bought your CryptoPunk for. Um, you know, I, I think that's a hard argument to pass off. So I I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not too in. <sighs> in deep it it to me it feels because you can do so much wash trading with these nfts yes, I, I think
0: that's also the i don't issue, know if issue, i don't yes. know if that
1: many people realize this or if it's like unspoken but you know i can i can just sell it to myself for forty thousand dollars the yes. crypto punk and i can do that a thousand times over from a thousand accounts use tornado cash and if i'm the creator of these crypto punks all i need is one idiot to buy a crypto punk i've just made myself 40k and um i think that that's happening quite a lot in the that NFTs. is probably a bit
0: Yes, yes, I, yeah. I definitely think so. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like, uh, and also the bad habits, the bad side of the art market comes here too. Like, if you want to say, uh, launder some money, but then you know, instead of like saying you send me two hundred ETH, I'll be like, oh, buy this NFT, right? Um, so right. I'm sure there's like a bunch of that going on, which is quite negative for the space. But that being said, um, there are true collector mindsets. And I think that's I mean, that, I'll, sure. I'll put that argument there where like there there are people who really do derive a lot of joy from collecting things and i think um surprisingly those people are very rich right because you know if they were collecting bitcoin as memorabilia or you know that they had this collector mindset when it came to bitcoin or ethereum they'll be very well off so i feel like that's kind of the, uh, the thing here but of course to this audience here i would say you know like it is a very highly speculative space um the 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 long-term value of these NFTs have not been proven. I think that's the other thing that you yeah. have to remember here is that these NFTs are... Like if you look at something like Pokemon cards, I mean that, that the market went hockey stick as well, right? What what was right. like a twenty cent Charizard? It's now being sold for two thousand five hundred dollars or something stupid like that, right? And then we have like collectible shoes, right? Like um, you know, like this Yeezys being sold. Um, yeah. Like I feel like such a boomer because I don't do these things, but you know, like right. Uh, but I know about them, but I don't do it. Okay, so uh, but um. It, uh you know baseball cards comic books uh there's there is a collectible market for all these things and if you described it to people um you know before these things became established markets you'd be like oh ha, ha, 25 comic book will eventually sell for thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars mint condition yeah you, yeah like people have thought you'd be crazy Right, but yeah, um I think I think we're seeing something new here, but the but one distinction to make is that right now these things are getting listed for very high value, which is you know yeah the- and I think
1: I think something really important to highlight because you know everyone's saying, okay, these nfts are like are they're like collectibles, so, but then you have to zoom out, and I think this is a really important point that why does art or collectibles have value? Like if we're looking at Pokemon cards, it's because it was one of the largest franchises in the world. It spanned. Mm. It's still going. It's like a 20 year more franchise. You know, then you look at sports cards or like, well, it's sports. It's huge. You know, you have the top players of the top games and these are the rarest rookie cards in mint condition. It's like people know, the NBA, they know the NFL, they they know these leagues and they have like empires around them. Even even celebrities to an extent, you could say, okay, well they know they have like a story behind them and so they want to sell this NFT or a musician. Mm -hmm. But when you're coming with a crypto punk, what's the story, (laughs) what's the story? Some dude made some pixels, (laughs) like there's no story
0: i love the bash i love the bash like guys big thumbs up for it, guys like we're being very clear like this is a very fun discussion i i love this type of interaction i can discuss to this level with jeff so guys smash up those likes share this video um you know like like it, it, this is worth discussing because like there is a problem when something like this is worth so much i mean yeah i guess congrats to anyone who who did it um you are like not the last person on the game of hot potato, essentially, is how it worked out to be. I guess yeah. so. I guess so. I mean, I think there there will be something coming out of it. I think there will be some cool stuff coming out of it. I've seen sure. some really good projects. Uh, yeah. And I think it's good for get the public to access crypto, not just from the nerdy side, but maybe from something they're very passionate about. I think that's yes. also a very good element. But also, I, I definitely... But, but I don't think I need to warn people, though. Like, if people can are willing to spend 300 ETH on a piece of art, you know, they, 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 they probably know what they're doing. Like, I feel like I have the mother hen aspect of here where I need to, like, warn people, like, oh, maybe this is a bubble. But, like, if you have that much money to spend on a crypto art, you know exactly what you're buying, right? So I, I, I guess I doubt... I, I don't think I need to protect people from this because, like, they should know what they're getting it, getting into at that point. So, I mean, that's that's that's... I mean, that's my two cents. I mean, I'm not going to bash it. If you love it, you love it. You know, go ahead, right?
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I I, I think, yeah. And, you know, fair. Um, I think, though, people do need to look at, like, the question, why would this be sustainable? I think that's Mm. the biggest question. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like you know, you can make a real good argument why, you know, NBA top shots, I think they're called um, someone yeah. was laughing at me cause I called them hot shots um, in the chat. Um, but yeah, so like, there's, there's like a story behind it. It's behind a franchise, mm. but you know, a lot of these projects that are just like artistic JPEGs with no reputation, like nothing reputable behind it, no story, nothing. Yeah. It's like, you know, sure. Like if you want to play the game of hot potato and, or, gamble really gamble that it's going to just continue appreciating in in price um you know that's fine um but you know i I think there's kind of like to liken it to cryptocurrency there's a reason why you know bitcoin is number one it's it's slow it's expensive but it's number one and that's because it has the biggest history the biggest track record that's why nano isn't number one so i think you got to look at these (laughs) nfts coming out and just just you know what's what's the history? What's the track record?
0: I think so. I think so. I think the the history's short. I mean, uh, but you know, um, yeah. I get. I guess people like it. Um, and uh, I'm not. I I I've come to a point. You know, when I started this, I'm like, who the fuck would pay money for something I can just download for free and stick on my phone? Yeah. Voila, that's an MT. But you know, I I've come to a point of acceptance where I'm like, you know, if people want to do it, do it. You know, I, I, am I gonna <laughs> yeah. do it? Probably not. But I yeah. mean that being said, of course, not being a hypocrite, I do think... I do collect anything that's like under like $30. Like, I think like... I, okay. I, I'm like too cheap for that. Like, um, there's some moon cats. I've, ad- I've adopted some cats recently. Right. Um, you know, I've made my own NFTs in the past. I mean, like... Uh, I, gave, I issued those out, and I always I actually gave them out for free because I felt that was the value in it. It's like that was a part of the story, right? I was like, oh, right, you know, this was an event, I commemorated an event. I'm gonna give these out for free. I'm not gonna even auction them. I'm just gonna, you know, like that. That so I don't want to be a total hypocrite here and say oh, I don't touch NFTs or something. But I felt like for me that was my like disposable income to spend on something I feel like I enjoy so I think that's kind of the criteria it's like if you enjoy Mm -hmm. if this is a purchase that I think you are comfortable with saying, okay, I purchased this piece of art or whatever, this JPEG, and you think it's worth that much. You want to support your artist. I think that's good. Um, yeah. Recently, I mean, obviously, I've been talking to the guys at Refinable. I'm an advisor for that project, and it's an NFT marketplace. The good thing, obviously, is, is that it's on Binance Smart Chain, so obviously a lot of the transactions are like way cheaper. Like, you don't have to pay like tens mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars, and I feel like that, that works, um, you know, having fractions of a dollar to buy something, and if you want to keep it, and then you have some... More utility to it too i think i think that's the key point where it's like it's yes. part, uh, about building additional utility to it um i mean you you mentioned um projects like music and having some sort of like backdoor access or like you gotta ha- i think it's nft plus something and i think i think that really makes sense from that
1: yeah yeah because one of the comments i'm seeing in the chat right now um from that 337 guy he says i mean don't, don't people gamble on random cryptos all the time hoping they will appreciate in value And so, you know, like there's there's validity there, but I think you need to unpack it a little bit because different cryptocurrencies. Well, I guess I'm going to shoot myself in the foot as I talk it out, but they their utility is like a transfer of value. So, you know, Mm -hmm. are we are we now making the argument that NFTs are like a transfer of value, like a cryptocurrency when the gas fees are so crazy? Um, Yes, it's 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 a big topic to unpack. I feel like we, you know, everyone's in the chat. They're like, "You guys are
0: boomers," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." But. (laughs) That's <laughs> okay. It's okay. I, I'm, okay. I'm fine being a boomer. I'm fine being a boomer. You know, I, boomer. I
1: think it, well, at, with this, you know, pseudo boomer mentality, we're still able to capture the massive upside with projects that have sustainability and are going to be a long, around for the long haul and still able to catch the trends. And we're not going to get burnt and left holding the bag on projects that are just, you know, just glorified JPEGs. And so, you know, I think a lot of people are going to debate me to the death on that. But,
0: uh, I, yeah, think so. I, I think so. I think we we oh, open a can of worms here. We got pixel junkies. It's, Michael and Jeff are are funny. It's weird to buy a <laughs> digital image, but it's totally not weird to send sixty thousand dollars on <laughs> right. a virtual coin. I mean, so,
1: but let's let's, <laughs> let's let's take that. Let's take that statement and now kind of like expand it to the topic of NFTs. Like why an NFT would have value and like the backstory that we were talking about. Right? Like it has to have a history. Yes, so, if you're comparing yes. an NFT to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's been around for a decade, my dude. Like it's, that yeah. has history. So show me an NFT, it's been well, around for well, well, over 10 well, years. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. And I think Bitcoin, I mean, that's a, a special case where it's like, it's this currency that can transfer anywhere in the world. And there's, there's no other thing prior to Bitcoin that can do this, right? You can send yeah. it from China, like you can send value from China to the States, by like right now you can't even do that because if you want to send value out of China you want to send it in USD. There's something called safe, so China actually prevents you from spending any more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars overseas, right? So right. so you're doing something very unique on bitcoin so i think that it, it cannot be done elsewhere like in the normal financial sector that's not possible right like you can even help your brother buy a beer beer so there's value there and i would argue to say that with a lot of the DeFi projects that i look at the the key thing i'm looking at is value right so it, like does it change or does it can it can it improve the world in a certain way that gives it particular value so i think that's mm-hmm. what i'm looking yes. for but yeah. but but that being said, I do know a lot of people who just buy coins because they're cool. Like Dogecoin yeah. would be a primary example. It's like a funny dot cool, right? Well, will, I know, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to hold myself from going there. So yeah. there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and that's it. You know, I think like every currency or NFT has like an ethos behind it, whether it's to be funny it's... and a meme or, you know, I think like what I think you and I both really see it's... in Bitcoin. Um, I'll, I'll just speak for myself, but it's like, you know, when I look at the fiat system, it's it's terrible. It's disenfranchising to everybody around the world, and there's no, there has not been a way to opt out yes, until Bitcoin has come. So I see Bitcoin, Bitcoin's utility as an ability to not only opt out of an archaic, outdated system that's really serving an oligarchy and corporate class. It's a way to empower us and really create an, a currency that can scale across the world. So for the people. So I mean, that's a cool utility. I don't know if CryptoPunks do that. Um, maybe someone can make the argument, but uh, so. Yeah. Well,
0: I think so. I, th- I think I think I think there is value here. I definitely think getting the audience here is good, and I think like. Um like to me, I feel like it's like affordable collectibles at least I guess, I guess maybe it's a it's just me expressing I'm not rich enough to buy this. Maybe it's like it, it that's that that's it maybe about like... the
1: Beeple one, hey?
0: You know, of course it's me. Uh, it, it was me, guys. <laughs> I, I'm the real Satoshi, right? So, <laughs> uh, but but I feel like I feel like maybe it is me complaining that I'm being priced out at this current point. But I definitely don't feel like I'm I can afford to buy a Beeple's, um at this current point. But I, you know, uh, like I, I think I learned this year. You know, if people have fun doing this. You know, enjoy, it, right? Like go have right. fun. Uh, nothing wrong with it. And you know, if we can build a a whole entire ecosystem, because the way I kind of see it is now now um i definitely feel like there's now sufficient use cases for nft plus you i know the idea of not just for art but like nft plus the video game or NFT yes. plus uh, like the, the melding, of making sure that the art is authentic, right? Authenticating something, yes. right? Um, I think this idea of this NFT plus um, really makes sense. And I feel like yeah. that's what we're going to have. We're going to see these cycles of, right? We, we see some DeFi cycles. We're going to see some NFT cycles. We're going to see some Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin rally cycles, you know, major cycles or forgotten coin cycles. I fe- feel like now NFT is like, it's solidified itself to become one part of the one of the Crypto cycles that we see and experience in this space
1: yeah and because you've been such a, a loud advocate for engine you know
0: for yes. years, years now and you know Dude. finally finally so right? that the toxic <laughs> engine <laughs> supporter <laughs> uh, so hats, hats
1: off to, hats off to you for uh for sticking with that one um, Holy fuck me, man. but, but that that's that's a great insane.
0: example of nft
1: plus you know yes. where you're like fusing yes. it with video games this thing has utility it's tradable yes. it's That I really, really like and I I really hope and I think would make the world literally, well, not like a better place in like this kind of kumbaya way, but it would make the world a better place in like the ability to transfer value, you know, in a digital economy um, exponentially. So, yeah, I I agree with you 100% on that.
0: And I feel like we're so grounded here. Like I really love this discussion. Um, so I think that's a, that's kind of wrapping up our NFT discussion, guys. Feel free to join. And I think I think we'll definitely make a clubhouse session one day. Like boomers talk about NFTs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like we'll we'll shake our fists violently. But you know, uh, right. deep down inside, where um, but I think there is something here. But I'm definitely looking for that NFT plus. I think I'm gonna leave it there. But okay, let's yeah. talk a little bit about TrustSwap. Mm-hmm. I mean. The platform is doing phenomenal. It's one of the most aggressive teams that's developing at this current point. Um, I guess, I guess, latest, I guess, for people who are watching, you know, maybe, maybe for people have, who haven't heard about what swap is, you know, you're the CEO of TrustSwap. Why don't we take it from the horse's mouth? You know, uh, you know, what, what is it first? Okay, we'll start with the most basic one, and we'll talk a little bit about developments and everything going on.
1: For sure, yeah. So TrustSwap is essentially, it's it's a DeFi ecosystem. So we deal a lot with different token payments, transactions of value, ways that you can securely store value, transact Mm. with it. Um, And so that obviously ties into different, how you can launch projects. So we of course have a Mm. launch pad. Um, It's essentially like the token economy. It's, you know, we're talking about NFT plus, we're like PayPal plus, you know, we we Mm. do transactions. But then we also add like a ton of different customizations that you can do. And then one of the things that people are really excited about, of course, right now is the launch pad, where if you stake 4,000 swap, you get guaranteed allocations to these launch pads that roll through. I think the Mm. average ROI on these launch pads currently is around a 13X. Um, So people are really pleased with that. Um, You know, we're we're working on a few things that we're launching. So like one of the big things, we have a website called team.finance. This is token locks and liquidity locks. So, you know, Mm. if a, a project you know, creates a bunch of tokens and, you know, they put their liquidity on Uniswap. They can secure that in a smart contract so you know that they're not going to sell that. That adds a layer of security. Currently, we have just under a billion dollars locked on there, which is, I think, the top might be the top 20
0: in crypto actually now, which is pretty good. Um, Congrats, dude! Like, like, like you. I saw team. Doc, I saw. I saw team. I right? um, and I was like, wow! Like the interface looks great. You know, I, I obviously full disclosure. I'm an advisor for TrustSwap. Um, so it's kind of like patting myself on the back here, but I'm definitely gonna pat Jeff on the back here and say, you know, dude, like, um, it, it looks fantastic, right? Um. The, the interface, the UI looks amazing. It's super simple to use, super understandable on how to use it. Um, I feel like this is something that's super necessary in a space. And I feel like a lot of people, when, you know, it, it stands testament to something that I said very early, which is like Jeff builds fast, right? Like it's very, very impressive. I definitely want to say, you know, like moving fast in the space really matters, Right. And, you know, TrustSwap started off just with payment sending, right. But Launchpad mm-hmm. came out, TrustSwap Launchpad, where people can get into new projects. Then the, the token lock system, you have a billion dollars locked. I mean, dude, like how insane is that? Right. Like, you know, for, for, for any traditional financial institution to say, yo, we've, we locked a billion dollars under our, our system. Like within that, the first nine months of operation, it's kind of crazy like how, how like this is the craziest part about decentralized finance and i think a lot of people still don't see it i think it's mm. like that's that's kind of the i guess the boomer moment for people right like i guess um, you know if there are boomers watching they're like what the hell is going on here like how is this even real right but 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 that's that is the case there's um just finance is being locked it's, it's it's because it's important because people are requesting for this right because there's yeah. so much like uh, room to scam in the space where projects they create this new coin they hype it up and then they just like dump it rug pull on people yeah. right that quote of where <clears throat> they just completely destroy the entire market uh, run away with the cash and you provide a safety lock for them Right, And that's why value is be yeah. locked there is because projects, because people, not just projects, people are requesting this to be used, right? Yeah. So that's being developed and very, very ambitious roadmap. Uh, what's coming up? What's coming next for PressSwap?
1: Yeah. So what, what's coming next is actually kind of touches on the point that, you know, about like the scams and the rug pulls, because obviously token locks and liquidity locks, like they help. They're like a seatbelt in a car. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help in a crash, but it's not going to prevent somebody from dying. Um, mm-hmm. What we're coming out with next it's, it's really incredible actually, um, how should I start to preface this? So with token locks and liquidity locks, somebody could still mint more tokens. There could be a contract exploit. So there's still ways that they could, Mm. you know, rug or scam, even with these two Mm. token locks and liquidity locks. So the question became, well, how do we prevent contract exploits, whether it's intentionally internal or external, And um, how do we prevent minting of extra tokens? Because, you know, Mm. we don't want to just check the code. We don't want to become auditors. That's not scalable. So we created kind of like a trifecta inside security and launching tokens cross-chain. This is going to be happening on every single blockchain, um, well, or the major ones at least. So what it is, is we're introducing a fully customizable and fully pre-audited token generator. Mm. So if you want to create a token with whatever supply Whatever metrics, whatever staking, whatever rebase, come in, create it. It's 100% free to do. Then you lock the tokens, you lock the liquidity. Um, Well, so now you have a token that is fully audited. So you've just saved yourself 30K on the audit. You Mm -hmm. saved yourself two weeks. You probably saved yourself $20,000 on development fees. You probably saved yourself two weeks on development time. So you save yourself like forty grand. Save yourself <laughs> a lot a month more, of time. especially
0: if it's cross chain. <clears throat> that's a lot more. Two weeks is not gonna get you a cross chain token. Well, uh... so the
1: cross the cross chain compatibility. Just to double <clears throat> to double click on that. When you when you mint your token, it like the token itself won't be like cross chain. You'll be able to mint mm. like you'd be like, hey, listen, I want to mint like thirty percent on ETH, thirty percent on BNB, mm. and then thirty percent on Cardano. Let's say, um, like you'll have that. Capability, but the, you know, the, you'll still have to like build. We don't have the bridges built yet. Okay, right. Um, so like that's that's how it kind of works cross chain. But yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, it, it's going to be really crazy because essentially we feel that we've removed all of the major technical exploits from creating a token. We've made it hundred percent free to do, and it's mm-hmm. cross chain. So kind of we're, we're thinking like, what we expect. That this is going to just explode across crypto because now it's kind of like NFTs. You know, anybody can create an NFT now. Anybody can create a crypto, and they can transparently in the dashboard show that it's essentially tokens locked, no mint, you know, fully audited. And so it's like, well, you know, we just increase the security across crypto, and actually see this really increasing the utility across these scalable blockchains, like whether it's Binance Smart Chain or Polkadot uh, or um, Avalanche, because. They don't have many apps, many tokens, many users, but now if people can start minting tokens yes. for free and instantly, it's going to absolutely explode. And then just the final thing before, I'll just, just to kind of finish the rant off, but anytime somebody mints the token, there's, only, there's really only like one pseudo fee. And that's, we take 0.4% of the total supply and we put it in a farming pool. And the so and it's a thirty-day farming pool, and people can then stake swap to farm that token. Mm, so every mm. token that's generated, you can you can farm for free. So it's auto community swapped. building.
0: <laughs> it's auto exactly. community building. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so that's the value for the token holder. So it's a, so you do distribute it to people. So it it, it's, it it might sound like quite a lot, but you know, giving that to community makes sense. So that that that's actually pretty cool. That's a, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh you know I think I think that's. You know, like, a lot of projects, I think they they struggle to do this. So I think this is something that people are trying to be faced with right now. Like, they, they want to have cheaper fees, uh, but at the same time, Ethereum is quite expensive. So being able to have this like cross-platform um, token and having that transparency is smart. So uh, when's that going live? When's, when's happening that
1: yeah, that one's going to be live end of April <clears throat> on ETH, and then probably shortly thereafter on Binance Smart Chain and Algorand mm-hmm. as well. Um, just be, because, yeah, they're... Oh, sorry, Avalanche. Avalanche, my mistake. My mistake, Avalanche. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, of course, obviously, we have Swappable. That's, that's, a, that's an, our NFT marketplace, and that should be coming mm-hmm. out um, mid-month, so in about 20 days from now.
0: Man, how do you get these developers, man? Like, how... how, how, how? Why so fast, sir? Why so fast, sir? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I, I just, you know, it's fun to build quickly. And when you have a solid team, then it's, it's not more work because then you just start segmenting your team into little branches. So we have like, we have a swappable team. We have a smart launch team. We have kind of like a generalist team that's working on a whole bunch of different stuff. And then, you know, we have project managers for each one. So it actually, it scales really nicely. Nice. It's fun. Nice. It keeps our roadmap like really robust. Yes. Um, yeah, we're, we're enjoying it. we're definitely scaling we're hiring a lot uh, lately so mm-hmm.
0: nice Congrats Actually, if, if
1: anyone listening wants to hop into crypto, head to a cryptojobslist.com and you'll see probably a few posts from Trustswap looking to hire for different positions. so
0: yeah. Direct access to Jeff guys, direct access to Jeff. So yeah well, we yeah, were man. talking
1: about going full-time crypto there you go
0: you know crypto has jobs man and that's a great way to start get access get exposure um get a good understanding man it's 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 crazy so all right so that's happening on trust swap but what else is happening in life well you know what are you excited (coughs) on like what's 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 happening with with everything else
1: in terms of other projects um well i mean i'm sure everyone's kind of looking for like oh the next the next little gem so i won't i won't go too too wide. I'm just going to talk about one right now because I've mentioned a lot of them, other ones before previously when we've hopped on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that I just signed on as, as an advisor in business development. Um, and so mm-hmm. what this project does is, you know, we all know Travala. You can buy, um, you know, trips with cryptocurrency. We all, well, some of us might know Shopping.io. You can buy on mm-hmm. Walmart, eBay, Amazon um, with cryptocurrency. And this new project called Curate ticker is XQR. No, X-C-U-R, sorry. Um, They are essentially combining both of those and in addition, integrating a peer-to-peer marketplace. So you can do peer-to-peer trades for goods and services with crypto. And they have a mobile app for it as well. And it's still very new. If you check out the chart and the value on CoinMarketCap, um, and then you compare it to something like uh, Travala or something like uh, shopping.io, I think people will like the asymmetric risk reward ratio there and uh obviously <laughs> i'm working with uh with the curate team and uh so i have a good insight on their work ethic
0: mm-hmm. and it's very
1: very good so and X-C-U-R, lots of crazy you are right
0: x-u-r uh
1: x-x-c-u-r should should be curate would be like little black
0: square logo i believe that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that's yeah. pretty cool curate style that's, that sounds interesting so it's like what peer-to-peer so you can like like enter so wait, Curie I see right now is NFT marketplace only, or is it how, how does that work? Sorry, just uh...
1: no, no, no. So they um maybe the it's certainly not just an NFT marketplace. No, 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 no. So yeah, discover so this the, the wording on the website, I'm gonna write this down. This should be updated because it it's it's a it's a marketplace for everything where you can purchase mm. with crypto. So NFTs are part of it. And it looks mm. like this isn't, yeah, you're right, it's not expressed well enough on the kind of like the hero section of the landing page. So I'll chat with them. We'll get that updated. But um, yeah, it's essentially like if you want to transact for anything with crypto, whether it's peer to peer or whether it's, um, you know, through a third party like eBay, Amazon, Walmart, you know, Alibaba, Curate is where you're going to be able to do it. So, you know, we're talking about earlier, you know, adding utility with Bitcoin where, you know, you can now buy Tesla with it. Well, now, you can purchase literally almost anything with cryptocurrency. So this, for me, is like, I like it a lot because it really helps kind of like the the rhetoric of adoption. You know, well, well what's the utility for these magic internet coins? Well, you can literally buy shit with it now, and pretty much anything, magic. anywhere, and
0: it can and it can respeculate that too, right? Which is kind of That's interesting. That's right. That's a peer to peer yeah. afterwards. So you're like, ah, oh, well, maybe I don't want a Tesla, but I can sell my pre order for my Tesla. You know, like as an NFT, maybe that could be interesting. Maybe, yeah. I I definitely see that happening, man. I definitely, I definitely see like this kind of secondary marketplace. Like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it because I feel like that's super interesting, right? Like these NFTs can represent individual things, and like you know, I I was like kind of like talking with Labs. So Labs is the real estate um, project we're looking at, and you know, using NFTs to represent a special purpose vehicle uh, or some sort of contract that has ownership of property, right? That is actually right. quite interesting. Like, yeah. like th- this creates the ability to have a much wider marketplace for something that is very, uh, that never really had that marketplace before. So um, not just property, but like there is this idea of like, why can't you make like NFT pigs? I know that sounds like super stupid, right? But like, uh, but it it actually started making sense because like this NFT can represent this pig, right? And uh, um, there's actually a giant industry. Like, like I'm not a real life farmer, but something that I quite have identified, which is very important in the that's happening right now, is that there's a very big lack of pigs in China. Uh, this is something that, like, if you're, if you're in China and you do business, you, you know what's happening because they had to slaughter a lot of pigs due to this virus that was running around and killing the pigs, and uh, they they, they it, it turned out that because the Chinese population, they love eating pigs, pig prices went up, and they were trying to find ways to increase the breeding process, and uh, one of the ways they did this was by, uh, you know, buying these breeding breeder pigs that would breed more pigs, and then ship them off to China. So, like, Uh, Obviously, this is far in the future, right? Obviously, there's no Mm -hmm. project that can do this now. But I think this idea of whether you can, like, say you can buy a breeder pig and then you can speculate on these assets and be able to trade on these assets and, you know, take apart, you know, like this MPT represents this particular breeder. You get the profits of the future sales, you know, obviously just a lot of hurdles to overcome, but I can definitely see that happening, right? I'll be like, yo, Jeff, like check out my pig. You know, like that. this, this NFT is no longer just an art, right? But this NFT has got statistics on how many um, additional pigs <laughs> it's breed, bred in the past. Like yeah. it sounds like a joke, but it, it, it makes sense, right? No. Like, like yeah, yeah like, it's got a history of like producing, you know, top of the line pigs. And now this is an asset an I own and it's tradable, right? And I can be like, yo, I can show that pig to you. But like, yo, check out my pig. Um, yeah. You know, you want to buy that? Or or, or, or you know, we can have two pigs, right? I don't know. Like, yes. There's something there. You know, I- there's something there. You just need to kind of connect that.
1: No, hundred percent. I think, like at a high level, you know, you're talking about the tokenization of assets, and whether like it's it's really big assets, you know, going into fungible ERC twenty tokens for a real estate property, or whether it's you know individual items that are you know probably priced below like hundred thousand dollars that are individual and unique, which are probably more you know relevant for NFTs, maybe higher than a hundred thousand dollars depending on people's bankroll. Um, but I think you know one of the guys in the comments. Mentioned he had a good comment. Let me try to find it. Uh, but I can't find it. But essentially, the comment was like, "The problem is the custodianship of this. You know, like for example, you own this pig for let's say, let's say it's a beautiful pig. It bench presses 500 pounds. It can run a you know a three second 40 yard dash. Um, you know, but then the farmer like accidentally kills it. Well, you know, how do you how do you and so like that's tough." And so it works for things like artwork and then if you have like you no, know different so, Well,
0: like- well if it's a pig, sorry, too bad. It's dead now, right? It'll be like you open an <laughs> right. NFT, sorry, it died. Like <laughs> RIP, right? Okay, okay, that's sorry, not I it's not a good it. joke. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> RIP, right? But I mean, I mean, I can, I, like obviously there's kinks to work this out, right? Like like, yeah. like this is not a like a full-blown project. I'm not trying to show anything, right? I think that's important to discuss. This is just like a hypothetical situation that I found was kind of very interesting to just talk yeah. about. But yeah, but I yeah. think, yeah, there there is that loss. I think now now that NFT is just a memory of the pig that you once had. Um, right. But, but you know, it, it could have been good while it lasted. So, so um, <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, there's issue with custodianship, but um, like, like working out these barriers I think is going to be the objective for the next 5-10 years I don't think it's going to be yep. achieved this these few years like these few weeks or these few months but I feel like this is something that can be achieved in the future and I think like that's that's something that's quite interesting because, like, if you if that that would blow up a lot of markets because, say, we know we have commodities markets, right? We know that's being traded, like rice commodities, and, uh, you know, you have like futures on oil. Like this is stuff is like this stuff is vastly traded right now, but there's definitely no like individual pig or individual like shoe or something like like yet again yeah. like there was this talk about like if if say. It, this NFT represents a shoe, right? Like I know these like Yeezys are being traded like crazy, but if this represents a shoe at a warehouse, you can still create this market for it, which um, sure. on blockchain you do it for uh, super easily. And this sh- this represents a particular size of shoe, like this particular, like it's like a size 9.5 Yeezys uh, manufactured mm-hmm. this style. This is the photograph right. of it. And then now you can trade it and tell the final person wants to cash out. They want to like get the deliver to their house. Then they, they, they click the button the warehouse ships it to them that that could be an interesting use case for the nft so um yeah i I mean there's still a lot of hurdles to overcome i feel like it's not it's not my position right now to solve all these problems i feel like this is where the opportunity of the space is um i saw i saw someone in the chat say press f for the poor piggy uh we just slaughtered (laughs) a poor piggy but yes um you know uh may his life live on in an nft yeah, man, it's life with fun and an FT, man. That's that's gonna be interesting. So <laughs> I I guess I guess I, I I should say we should start wrapping up now. Um, yep. it's um it's been an hour. Um, should we take some questions from the audience? Like maybe we'll do a five, 10 minutes of questions. Um, Yeah, sounds good. So, guys, shoot some questions down below. I really want to uh, make this as interactive as possible. If you guys did did like this stream, I I mean, I I love these streams because it's a very casual time to talk. I feel like it's one of those times I can just relax and chat with people, and Jeff is definitely one of those people that I can relax and talk with, um, you know. uh, And I definitely need to work out. Like, every time I see Jeff, because Jeff used to be uh, my gym partner, Right. So like every day uh, we'll be like, oh, man, I, I have to go to the gym because Jeff's going, you know, and that that was a motivation. So, um, you know, uh, yeah. So uh, you just ask away questions, man. Jeff, like uh, definitely like, I'm reminded I should work out tomorrow. I'll be inspired. Are you working yeah, out tonight? Yeah, well, we we gotta
1: got to get you to Canada, man. This is this is the healthy yeah. lifestyle paradise. you we both know you're coming out soon enough. So soon we'll, enough, we'll just get ready. Enough. Yeah, pretty soon you're not gonna your shoulders aren't gonna be able to fit in your screen. You're gonna have to zoom out your camera a little bit. Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, oh, man. That's the that's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right, <laughs> okay, so uh, we still have a few questions about uptrend. So I guess um, you know, sure. Jeff also runs uptrend. So what's happening on there? What's what's going on?
1: Totally. So I did a very, very, very big spiel about it on a recent live stream on one of the mm-hmm. Axion live streams. Um, mm-hmm. So you, if you guys want to kind of, you know, in the interim, kind of check out the updates on so X, I'm not going to do the spiel right now. It's like, it's a five minute spiel, at least so I'll save the time. Um, but long story short, you can check out that or, and, or within the next five days, we're going to have a really big announcement update. There's going to be a big pivot for Uptrend, a big change. Long story short, more news coming. Everyone who holds tokens is going to be done right by. It's it's going to be a net positive for the ecosystem bottom line. So, um, yes, that's that's kind of the summary. I'll leave it at that. All right,
0: that. check that out. Check check out the other streams. Okay, so, okay, so uh, uh, check out the other streams. Okay, we got Elijah says favorite Rick and Morty episode. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question.
1: Uh, you, you, i mean the one that you just always hear about that just always pops into your head is is the pickle rick but i don't know if that's the favorite one what what's your favorite while you talk about it maybe i'll think of another one
0: i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking I, I, like rick and morty i always think of citron, citron sauce citron sauce yeah. if you want to say it in american um i don't know that the episode of that sauce on it and i I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but episodes with Birdman, I kind of hate him. Oh my Birdman. god, <laughs> toxic characters like that. I don't know, man. It's uh, th- okay, okay, okay. I-, I know which one I like. I don't know, I know which one I like. There, there was an intergalactic episode where there's like these like intergal- the Vindicators, and um, the Vindicators assembled. And um, uh, it turned out that uh, they assembled for nothing, and then they were in like Rick's trap i think that that episode was like freaking amazing i don't know right right right
1: i think one of my my favorite moments um and i I forget the guy's name and if i'm wrong on this i'm gonna sound like an idiot but i think his name is like mr poopy bumhole or something and any anyways he's like this like blue guy and um they were going around and like they were like there was like all these infiltrators like people were like just like spawning and they had to find like who the imposters were and if they if, and the signal was, if you were overly nice, you were an imposter. If you had never done anything mean, you're an imposter. And so you had to be shot. And so they shoot this one guy. And, um, and then he actually, he starts dying. And it turns out he's not an imposter. And he just goes, I'm sorry for being nice. <laughs> he just
0: dies. <laughs> that's so Canadian. That's co-Canadian, Jeff. We go. That's yeah. that. That's your Canadian heritage going through. All yeah. right. Oh, man. Uh, I need to watch some more TV, man. All right. Uh, okay, so so there was a question about top of market. So this is from um, uh, Glimber Juniana says, where do you see the crypto market at the end of this year, Jeff? Ooh. 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 Well...
1: I... Well, at the end of the year. That's a great question. It's it's you so wanna put your to dick on it? I mean,
0: that's just John McAfee thing. To <laughs> yeah, do, that's right. right. That's I, right. like like if you're wrong, you'll lose your dick. Let's um, let's
1: put it this way. We'll, we'll play gun to gun to the head. You have to be within ten thousand dollars and you have to make a guess right now holy for January first, twenty twenty-two. Oh man. I'm gonna go. Oh, this is such a BS thing. I think it's gonna go higher then have a huge consolidation and then have a slow run up. So I think we might be around like 30, 35. I'm going to say 35 by January 1st, 2020. So grounded, Jeff. So grounded, Jeff.
0: That's, I know it's a, it's a boring guess. I don't know. What do you think? All right. All right. All right. All right. So we remember that like, all right. The chat remembers, this is a pair you know, if this is a choose your own story, the chat will remember this 35 K. Right. Jeff. Um, okay. I think it's going to go
1: higher first
0: yeah i think so so uh 35k all right I be a bit more optimistic all right um i definitely also agree with you that we're still seeing the rally so i mean uh we've seen those charts right where the most famous one is the rainbow chart i, I kind of I keep bringing that right. on, on this channel and um, you kind of see like it's a logarithmic chart and like we're kind of in the the middle of this run up so right now if we like if we, if we run up and we hit the top of this that's gonna be 120k and then um, i kind of feel like that's gonna happen like june july ish and then yes I definitely agree that uh, you know as with everything it's going to pull pull back. So it could be possible that after 120k we could pull back to the previous all-time high of bitcoin. I think a lot of people you know that that's like that's like the obvious answer, right? But I do think we kind of recover. I think I think we're actually going to be above it. So um let me be a little bit more optimistic than you. I'll um I'll put at 75k. 75k. 75 first. January okay. first. I'm 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 pretty optimistic though. I'm I, I feel like I feel like um, even if we take a fall here, right? Even if we take a fall here, even after, uh, running up to to that high and take a fall. I, I still feel that, that that Elon's just gonna bite a dip. You know, like Elon's gonna yeah. bite a dip. He's 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 gonna he's gonna go there and he's gonna bite a dip. So so that's gonna be a possibility. Um, and and it's gonna be moving back up towards the January times. You know, it's it's January's like January's after the Chinese not not, not the Chinese days. It's January's after December, right? So that's yeah. that's after everyone goes and you know after holidays we've seen movements up. So maybe 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 and then maybe it's just gonna I, sit here.
1: And, and my guess isn't isn't because I don't think there's gonna be a lot of really good adoption and in like institutions coming into Bitcoin. My mm. my guess is so low because I think retail is so overly emotional. And when it goes down, they just, hands in the air, like retail is incredibly emotional. And I think that's gonna really spiral things to take a hit for a bit, but we'll see. Let's, um, I'm gonna put it in my calendar. You say 75, All right. I say 35. It'll All just right. be a gentleman. It'll be a gentleman's bet. Let's let's see what happens.
0: All right, all right, all right, and uh, yeah, let's let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens, but I, I definitely feel like there there. I, I definitely feel like a lot of people aren't prepared for dips. I think that's it. Like um, I definitely feel like you're super grounded in that sense, where you know you, you tell people exactly what it is at, right? Like um, mm. there's a there's a lot of emotion coming into retail. I feel like every time there was a dip on the market, people freak the hell out or, or yeah. lose interest, which is the most dangerous, right? Like, that's, that's like the prime buying time. Like, why would you lose interest? Yes. Um, yeah. uh, and, and then you see, like, when, when things go up, all these YouTubers pop up out of nowhere, and then they're like, oh, my God, I'm like a fucking wizard, right? But uh, <laughs> are you... Are you like, exactly. you know, I've been producing shit throughout the entire bear market, right? When no one gave a crap. And that was mm-hmm. when I accumulated. It was very clear what I was doing. And then now you come in like like during the, the bear bull market, like, oh, I made money. Like, Did you? Did you really? But yeah, anyway, You're certainly seeing a lot
1: more trading algorithms pop up in a oh bull market. Oh, we're so profitable with our trading algorithms. It's like, no, my man, that's just the market itself. <laughs> like yes. everyone's a genius in the bull market.
0: Correct, correct. I think that is true. And then, you know, I've got scammed by people in the past pretending to be genius traders and then they'll they'll do something insanely stupid. Um, but yeah, that's a story for another time. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I fell into that trap of listening to other people. Like, it was very quite early on in my space. where, I like, oh, maybe these guys are good at trading because that's like, their entire job. And then it turned out to way underperform. So I feel like, yeah. you know, it's one of those things you definitely feel fall victim to at first where you feel like you can beat the market. But, you know, um, the, the real way to beat the market is to... to, to get in on launch pads. Uh, get in launch pads. <laughs> or, uh, that, that. And then also, of course, just like um, having a good wide scope of things. Uh, yeah. I, don't know, I think that worked pretty well. So, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this session. Thank you so much, Jeff, sir, for coming in. Um, definitely oh, keep us updated. Man. Yep, For sure. And- of course. Yeah, there's, so, there's just always that little tiny delay when we talk, but um, but yeah, but yeah, th- thank you so much for coming in. I uh, hope this session was really helpful for you guys. Smash the um, likes um, and also guys like um, if you guys want to check out TrustSwap, definitely check it out. The roadmap is freaking amazing. Um, and also, yeah, just everything else that we talked about here, we're going to put up the, um, put up comments as well. If you have I mean, questions with Jeff, you really, lo- I, I definitely saw that you read comments here and we'll hope to have another one of these soon. So guys, uh, thumbs up to that. Um, thank you guys. See you guys soon.